everybody, and we are back into another episode of Quick Hits. Today is Wednesday, October 5th, coming at you from Nashville, Tennessee, in between weeks four and five of the NFL season. Before we get into everybody's favorite topic of the week, who's good in the NFL, uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Blake Andrew Pace, my Jets work over at Sports Illustrated. Uh, make sure to also listen and follow my other podcast. Chasing 1969, a New York Jets podcast with my good friend Teddy Pristash. Uh, we are on Twitter at NYJ underscore Chasing 69. We have a YouTube page there as well, too. And give Teddy a follow as well, too, um, at Teddy Huntro. So I want to start, like I said today, I want to figure out who's good in the NFL. You know, we're about a month in. Most of the league is kind of right around the same area you know it's not like there's much room for separation at this point everybody's you know we got one four and oh team a bunch of two and twos a few three and ones um i don't think we have any winless teams do we no the texans the texans are winless they're the last remaining winless team um and i kind of want to go through and just how do you figure out good teams this early into the season you know it's it's the first month and coaches talk about this so often now and and uh, Chris Collinsworth did a good job highlighting this in Sunday Night Football's game between the Chiefs and the Bucks. Was, you know, the first month of the regular season has turned into figuring out what the league is going to be this season. And um, he then furthered that point into what he thinks it is this year. And it's something that I spoke about a few weeks ago is, you know, how can offenses adapt to defenses just going to high safeties all the time um, you know the NFL is full of modifications and the biggest one the last few years and it started off with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs is the speedy wide receivers that just burn you down the field and they force you to run two deep safeties you know a lot of the short passing game that you know New England and, and Denver implemented with Peyton Manning back in the early um, 2010s and I guess through the decade it was a lot of bringing a guy down in the box keeping one deep safety to roam the backfield but we're really going to press toward the line of scrimmage stop the run game you know set up um, you know second and longs third and longs and that's just the way to adapt and, and Kansas City revolutionized this over the last few years by saying well we're just going to stretch you deep with Tyreek Hill we'll work Travis Kelsey over the middle as well too and we're going to force you to go two deep safeties um, and teams and defenses did not want to do that you know, a lot of teams followed uh, this past season. You know, I think a lot of the the Dolphins drafting Jalen Waddell, the Chargers, you know, going with their air attack with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. A lot of teams are adapting to that. And what happens when you have these new phases offensively is it takes the defenses a year or two to adapt back, to react to that. And so now the Baltimore, or sorry, not the Baltimore, but the NFL defenses of the world are saying, well, we're just going to go two deep safeties all the time we're just going to make you dink and dunk up and down the field and we'll we, we just we, we need to avoid explosive plays so that's what the nfl has become so far this season so for a lot of these you know nfl offenses that have added in you know their deep receiving elements they now have to adapt as well too how are we going to adjust to what the defense is giving us now if we are not going to have these explosive plays, how do we, do we need to reestablish the run game often? Do we need to be more balanced? Do we need to work the short to intermediate passing routes? Um, and, and I think that that is what some teams, you know, will get into have started to do. And despite, you know, maybe a rough start 
and uh, and you know two key components early in the season of determining you know are you a good team or not. You know, I I think some teams are adapting. Some teams are really persistent at throwing the ball deep down the field, um, and it's just not working. So that's kind of what the season is transitioning into. I'm I'm excited to see over the next three quarters of the the season what this turns into. Our defense is going to get more into those box safety looks just because teams are now just, you know, okay, well, we'll just ground and pound. We'll run it down your throats. You know, I think of two teams, the Green Bay Packers and the New England Patriots, they don't really have that much of a deep attack anymore. Um, not that the Patriots had one. They, they had always been pretty close to the vest, but, you know, Green Bay, it's, you know, that game against New England, it's like, well, if you're just going to play two deep safeties, we're going to run with Aaron Jones and uh, A.J. Dillon, and we'll get our chances down the field when we can get them off play action. So it'll be interesting. Something to look forward to is how do these teams – kind of react and adapt to what the defenses have now. Um, because like I said, it's always that transition period. It's, you know, NFL offenses bring something in new. It usually starts with one team. The rest of the league takes notice and says, hey, that, that works pretty well. We should try doing that too. Um, they all adapt. And then it seems to be the following year. There's always that two-year period of like teams being like, oh, we can do this. And then it's, okay, well now how do we stop doing this defensively? So defenses are now reacting. They're going two deep safeties more often than not. And I think that's a reason we're seeing a lot of sloppy play. You know, a lot of these teams, I think of Denver, you know, most notably, and it's like the let Russ cook era. And it's like, oh, he wants to throw the ball deep down the field. Defenses aren't allowing that anymore. Um, and so now they have to play close to the vest. They need to run, you know, with Melvin Gordon and formerly Javante Williams. They need to set up those play action opportunities. So, you know, the NFL is changing again. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what teams and what coaches are smart enough to adapt through the rest of the season. So in terms of this game that we are going to play, who is good in the NFL? I've kind of tiered it out into different areas. One is just the numbers are good and they're winning games. The team is talented. Like we can just say like, these are good teams. The tier below is going to kind of be that um, numbers aren't great, but they're still finding ways to win. And, and there's two key components that we'll we'll talk about in a second that go into um, what makes a team, I guess, good. Uh, what numbers you can kind of look at early in the season when you're still trying to figure out who's good and who's not. So the numbers are bad, but they're still finding ways to win. Then we've got the overachievers a little bit. And there's one team that's a little bit different. I think they're good, but they're also a little overachieving. So they'll kind of fit into both of these brackets here. But it's the numbers are too good to be true um, and they're winning. So there's that tier where it's like what something's going to give at a certain point. They're going to come down to earth. Maybe they don't become a bad team, but maybe they're not as good as everybody thinks. And then we've just got bad teams, ones where the numbers are bad. They're not winning games. Maybe the numbers are good and they're not winning games. Um, and so those are kind of how I'm going to bracket out these four different tiers here. So let's start off with who's good. I'm going to go kind of division by division and, and work our way through this. Um, so this first one is the team itself is good. It has talented players. It's winning games. And I'm going to count even 500 right now as winning games. We're four weeks into the season. If you're two and two, hey, you made it out of the first month alive while you're trying to figure out what your team is. Um, and then the numbers are good as well, too. So. You know, division by division, starting in the AFC North, Baltimore, they are good. They've got, you know, one of the front runners for MVP so far this season and Lamar Jackson having a fantastic year. J.K. Dobbins coming back looked a lot better last week than in his first. Um, so they should probably have a really good run game going along as he gets more comfortable playing. Mark Andrews is great. The defense worries me a little bit, 
Um, but in terms of competing in their division and the rest of the league, I think they're doing fine. So they've beaten good teams. You know, they beat the one and three Patriots. We'll get to them. I think they their numbers are bad despite, you know, being competitive against a pretty tough schedule so far this season. So Baltimore is a win against them. And they also have that win against the uh, New York Jets earlier in the season. So no, the strength of schedule isn't playing into their favor. They haven't beaten the great teams that they face, you know, Buffalo and, and Miami. But for all things considered, being two and two, they are plus five in the turnover differential. Um, and and those are the two numbers, I guess, that I should have mentioned that we're taking a look at. The two numbers that I take a look at, most importantly, this early on in the season is your turnover differential and your third down conversion rate. And if you're a team that is maybe struggling in both of those categories, but you're still finding ways to win games, I'm going to give you some credit. Um, if you are a team that is performing extremely well in both of those categories but maybe your team isn't that talented or you haven't been playing that good of teams I'm going to temper my expectations for you the rest of the season so Baltimore they do have a really good edge in the turnover differential they're 12th and third down conversions but at the end of the day like I said in terms of the division I think they're going to win it um, I think they are still one of the stronger teams in the AFC yes they have lost to the Bills and the Dolphins but we'll get to them in just a second because they are also two of the just good teams in football Baltimore is good and I would expect them to keep things rolling, especially when they get more of those uh, in-division games. AFC East, two good teams in this one. The Miami Dolphins, 3-1, and one, uh, that one loss being to the Cincinnati Bengals last Thursday night. Uh, they are net zero in turnover differential and 10th in third down efficiency at 41.86%. But they have beaten, uh, let's see, the... Um, Patriots they have beaten the Ravens and they have beaten the Bills so to me tough schedule they've done all they can obviously we have to lower our expectations given the Tua injury and how long he can come back I don't want to say that all of a sudden you know I've never been the highest on um I've never been the highest on Tua but I do want to think that he's better than what version we're going to get out of Teddy Bridgewater here the next few weeks however long it takes for Tua to return um, but Miami good roster, good numbers, and um, and they're winning. So they're a good team. And just like them, the Buffalo Bills, also a good team. And their numbers are ridiculous. They're plus two in the turnover differential. They are first in third down conversion percentage at 55.77%. That is an absurd number. Obviously, it probably won't stay that high through the entire year. But converting on 55% of your third downs, you are a very good team. They are beating good teams. Yes, they lost to Miami where they you know, that's one of those where you just look at it and you're like, you ran 90 plays on offense, supposed to like 30 something for Miami. So, you know, Buffalo dominated that game, but just didn't get the win. They're they're just a fluky game away from being the the second undefeated team in football right now. But Miami and Buffalo are two of the good teams in football. The AFC South, we're going to skip over until our next category. There is nobody that is legitimately good in that division. Um, and then let's move to the, the AFC West. The numbers are great. They're winning games, and they've got a very good roster. The Kansas City Chiefs, my AFC preseason pick to make the Super Bowl, very good, 3-1. and one. Great offensive showing against Tampa Bay on Sunday night. Just absolutely destroyed what's a very good defense. They are net zero in the turnover differential, third in third down conversion percentage at 51.06. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, talented defense, great offensive line, Andy Reid. Some of these are no-brainers. We don't need to go into much context. They're a very good team. Um, another team that, you know, I am going to give them credit here in the good tier. I don't know if they 
kind of match Kansas City and Buffalo and Miami, but I am going to loop in the Los Angeles Chargers here. Um, their numbers are good. They're two and two. Really, the the big loss is to the Chargers or to the Chiefs, excuse me, on Thursday night football, where Herbert gets banged up, still leads them back through, and they're not able to get it done at the end of the day. But um, two and two, you know, they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was just shaky game, you know, missing Keenan Allen. They're a banged up team. That's the other thing. If, if you're playing through with injuries and you're still finding a way to win games and have good numbers, I still think you're a good team here. The Chargers are just unlucky this year. They remind me of the Ravens last year where it's just like, how many fucking guys can we keep losing? But they're still two and two plus one in the turnover differential, 11th and third down conversion percentage at 40.68. One of the best quarterbacks in football. One of the most talented rosters still, even despite their injuries. The, the Los Angeles Chargers are a good team. Um, I don't want to say that their Chiefs are Bills good or Miami good, but they are a good team and need to be looped into that category. So in the AFC, I've got, quote unquote, five good teams right now. I've got the Baltimore Ravens, the Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Los Angeles Chargers. The NFC, good teams. Holy fucking shit, the Minnesota Vikings. They are good. And I think they were getting a lot of love heading into the season. Um, and then, you know, they had that one loss to, what was it, Philadelphia on Monday Night Football Week 2, where you're just like, oh, are they actually good? And and aside from that, they've beaten the Packers, they beat the Saints, um, and they beat the Lions, and they come from behind wins. So then they're 3-1. and one. Yes, they are plus one in the turnover differential. But despite all of that, they're 28th in third down conversion percentage at 3125 so that when I say, like, when we take a look at teams that are still winning games with shitty numbers, to be that low in third down conversion um, percentage and, and still be atop that division at three and one, Minnesota's a good team. I don't think they're as good as maybe people started hyping into where they win the division. I still think that this is Green Bay's at the end of the day, and we'll talk about them in just about two seconds. But Minnesota, um, you know, despite being a little bit shaky against Philadelphia, and I don't want to say it looked great against New Orleans, and, and we will talk about New Orleans way, way, way later in this because they are just a bad team. Um, but three and one, decent in the turnover differential, absolutely awful in third down conversion percentage. Um, they're a good team, you know, still getting two, three and one so far, one month in. Another good team, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they are Minus three in the turnover differential, one of the worst um, in football right now, but ninth and third down efficiency at 42.55%. Uh, obviously, their one loss being to the uh, Minnesota Vikings to open up the season, but they have beaten the likes of New England, a really tough competitive team. Um, they have beaten Tampa Bay. And then the third one, they beat Chicago on Sunday night football in week two. Green Bay, good football team, three and one. Good roster, great run defense, or not great run defense, great defense, great players uh, in the front seven, but I don't know if it's a great run defense in whole. Um, and then offensively, you got Aaron Rodgers, you got one of the best run games, and hopefully the offensive line continues to improve as, as Bakhtiari gets better and, and whatnot. Um, so two good teams in the NFC North, Vikings and the Packers. I want to talk about the team that is good. They are also playing way above what they should be right now and the numbers are a little bit fluky nfc east the philadelphia eagles they are 4-0 the last undefeated team in football their wins have come against the jaguars against the vikings against the commanders and the fourth one detroit to open up the season 
Here's the thing. The numbers are ridiculously good. They're plus eight in turnover differential. That number, if that keeps up for the entire season, holy shit, um, they're going to be off to a great way. But that's just, I, I would lower my expectations on that. They're also eighth and third down efficiency at 43.33%. Now they are one of the better rosters in football right now. And they are playing like the best team in football now. At the end of the day, when we get to the postseason, there are teams that I would prefer over them just because of trust factor, um, playing winning football in the playoffs. Like we've seen ways that you can beat Philadelphia. And, and I think Tampa Bay last season did a really good job of showing you how to limit Jalen Hurts. And that's pushing him out to, I believe it's the left side. It's one of the sides. If you can get him out of the pocket and push him to it's either the right or the left, he really struggles uh, mobility wise, you know, throwing outside of the pocket there. But they showed you a way to beat him twice uh, in the playoffs and in the regular season. Um, so the Eagles, fantastic roster, well coached, you know, executive of the year is going to be, uh, God, I can't even think of his fucking name right now. Just a very well-built organization at the moment. Um, coached well, great roster. Jalen Hurts gets better year after year. The rookies they've drafted are great. The acquisitions in the offseason, you know, even guys like Hassan Reddick signing a linebacker like that, picking up James Bradbury at cornerback when he got cut from the Giants, trading for A.J. Brown. They have done a fantastic job building this team. I still think they are one of the stronger teams in football, but it's kind of like what I was saying in the AFC with um, – I don't want to compare them to the Chargers. I think they're better than the Chargers. Here's my thing. Philadelphia is one of the stronger teams in football at this moment. I think they're playing a little bit above their skis, uh, plus eight in the turnover differential, top 10 in third down conversion percentage. I still think at the end of the day, this is their division and they will keep things going here. Um, but I don't think they're as great as what we're saying right now, where it's like they're the team to beat in the NFC. I would still take the likes of the 49ers. I would take the likes of the Packers. And maybe the Bucs as well, too, over Philadelphia at the end of the day. I have to give some credit here to Dallas. I don't want to put them in the good tier. And that's the same with the Giants. Maybe I need to make a separate tier that's like well-coached and over-exceeding expectations. Let's see. We're thinking about this live here. I am not going to loop those guys into this category. We will talk about them later on i want to say that they if we're if we're creating a distinct difference here i am going to say that the the eagles are in the good category minnesota and green bay are in the good category um cowboys and giants are not they're going to be in that tier below here move on to the nfc south uh to me the buccaneers are still a good football team you know tom brady still playing well despite everything going on in his personal life despite having a terrible offensive line despite you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones playing, I believe, maybe 17 snaps altogether so far this season. Um, they, you know, they're they're just they're they're not at their full form yet. And Tom Brady doesn't care about September football. He cares about playing winning football after Thanksgiving. The Buccaneers are going to be a good football team still. They have a fantastic defense. Todd Bowles is doing a great job there. They are plus three in the turnover differential, but they're 25th in third down conversion percentage, uh, 34.62. And look, at the end of the day, their losses have come to Dallas. Uh, with a really great defense that just disrupted that offensive line um, in Kansas City, who I think is probably the best team in football right now. So Tampa Bay sitting at two and two atop the division. They are a good football team. Um, the third down conversion number isn't great. Turnover differential is good. They're still winning games and they've got a really good team. And then the uh, NFC West. I'm going to give two teams in here credit. Uh, the 49ers to me are are legit, legit good. 
preseason pick to uh, represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, two and two, plus one in the turnover differential, and 22nd in third down conversion percentage at 37.04. So to me, banged up team. Obviously had to make the switch at quarterback, Trey Lance and Jimmy G. They're still missing their left tackle. Their backup left tackle also got hurt. I believe it was a sprained MCL. Guys banged up on defense. Um, George Kittle kind of healthy-ish, but then they also lost a running back in there too. So despite that, still two and two, they lost an ugly one to Denver and they lost that really ugly one to open up the season against Chicago. Some of these games, like I said, they're always just going to be fluky. We're going to look back at the end of the day and say, how did the fucking three and 14 bears beat the 11 and six 49ers at the beginning of the season? Some of these games are just really fluky. It was a monsoon, um, but they looked good against the Rams on Monday night. They looked fantastic, actually. Um, So to me, the 49ers are in that good tier and they're going to continue to get better as Jimmy G re keeps to reintegrate himself with this offense. Um, And then the Rams, I'm also going to give them in the good tier. They're two and two minus two in the turnover differential, seventh and third down conversion percentage. Their losses have come to good teams. They got blown out by the bills and they got blown out by the 49ers. So maybe they're not in the top tier, but they're still a good football team and one that will be in the playoffs here. Um, Their two wins. Yes. Have come against, let's see, it's, Oh, let me do this off the top of my head. It's the Falcons, definitely. And then did they... No, not the Falcons. It's the... Fuck! You guys get to listen to my brain struggle at 6 a.m. And I'm glad you guys... I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. They beat the Falcons. They did. They definitely beat the Falcons. Did they beat the Texans? No, the Texans played the Chargers. I can't remember who their second win is, but they're sitting at 2-2. Two and two. They've got one of the more talented rosters. The defense still looks good. The secondary is a little shaky, and Jalen is very inconsistent um, at cornerback over the last, if you want to go back to the midway point of last season, but the Rams are a good football team. And at the end of the day, I think they should still be in that tier. So NFC teams that are good Vikings, Packers, Eagles, Bucks, Rams, 49ers. So I, I I'm giving more credit, I guess. Eh, let's see. I got six teams there. AFC. I've got, five. So I've got 11 good teams in football. The numbers are good. They've got a good roster um, and they're still winning games, even despite maybe one number key factor not fitting in there. So let's move into the tier of those teams that are over exceeding expectations so far this season. We'll kick it back to the AFC Cleveland plus one in the turnover differential, fifth and third down efficiency, 45%. Um, They're sitting at two and two tied atop the AFC North with Baltimore and Cincinnati. To me, This team obviously is a good one once they get Deshaun Watson under center, Um, but it's a really good roster. It's one that is over exceeding its expectations right now with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. Um, Obviously, you know, they lose that crazy game to the Jets where you're like, yeah, they should be three and one. They lose to the Falcons in a game that I just I I thought the Falcons were a better team. Um, Cleveland two and two overperforming but it's one of those things if they can continue to overperform until Deshaun gets back then they're just a good team and they could really get things humming into the postseason Cincinnati you know they're one of those teams that the numbers are great they're sitting at two and two and I don't know I just I feel like something's not not there Um, and maybe it's the offensive line maybe it's the defense but they're the plus one in turnover differential fourth and third down conversion percentage 46.77 but their wins have come against the jets and then the miami dolphins on thursday night football i think they are still going to be flirting with the playoffs by the end of the season but i don't have them in that tier of of baltimore in this division right now um afc east 
I'm actually going to give credit to two teams here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to loop in the Jets and the Patriots. Both teams are, you know, the Jets have got two wins here. And yes, they've beaten up on, you know, Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. And they had that lucky come from behind win over the Cincinnati Bengals or over the Cleveland Browns in week two, excuse me. So both of those wins a little bit on the fluky side, but they're minus two in turnover differential. So things aren't going well there. They're 21st in third down conversion percentage, and their team is extremely banged up. They're on their fourth and fifth tackles, and we're already just a month into the season. Defense has been pretty healthy. Um, some parts of it are a little inconsistent. They just got their quarterback back. I'm going to give the Jets a team in here where I'm going to put them in the second tier. I'm not going to say that they're a bad football team. The numbers are bad. They're still finding ways to win. So the the stretch coming up is a little bit brutal for them. They've got Miami twice. They've got Green Bay, Denver, and I believe Buffalo and New England are coming up soon as well too. So this could be one of those things where they're two and two now and two and seven five weeks from now. But for where they're sitting at at this point of the season, bad numbers, still finding a way to 500. They're a good team uh, or a, a better team. They're not bad, I guess is what I'm going to say. Um, and then I'm going to loop in the Patriots. They're a team that I think if you're if you're able to bet live totals at the moment, go in and get the over on the wins for the Patriots. So they're sitting at one and three, but they're negative three in turnover differential and middle of the pack and third down efficiency at 15th with 39.13 percentage. They are one of those teams that I said is is adapting to how to um, adapting to what the defense is giving them. Bill Belichick always figures out what the league is going to be in September and then figures out what his team is and how he can best react to what the opponents are going to give him so yes they're sitting at one and three but the numbers are tough and they've played a really tough fucking schedule they've played green bay good team they've played miami good team they have played the ravens good team um and their one win came against the i'm not gonna get it i'm not brain fart Patriots one and three, those three losses are against three teams that I say are of the top tier in football. So despite the numbers being bad, um, I still think the team is really talented. They're a team that I believe can pull itself up to at least 500 by the end of this season. Um, I love their offensive line has looked a lot better. Their run game looks great and their defense is always going to be good. So it really comes down to quarterback play here. But I think you have to consider the AFC East is a, a pretty deep division right now. Um, obviously, I think Miami and Buffalo are in that good tier and the Jets and Patriots, I'm going to put them in the not bad tier. AFC South. Let's talk about some teams that are over exceeding expectations a little bit. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they're two and two here. Um, they're two wins over the um, Indianapolis Colts and the Los Angeles Chargers. They also were just a, a couple of plays away from beating the Washington Commanders and being at three and one here, but they're plus three in turnover differential, 16th in third down conversion percentage. They are well coached. They have a young and intriguing roster. Um, do I think at the end of the day that they're the class of this division right now? No, but also what does being the class of the AFC South really mean? You're probably just a 500 team that's going to finish the season, you know, nine and eight or eight and nine. So to me in this division as a whole in the AFC South, I don't see anybody that's like gunning for the playoffs, you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of unfortunate for some of these other teams that the winner of the AFC South just gets granted a playoff berth here. Uh, but Jacksonville to me, I guess has looked the best so far. But the numbers are a little bit misleading, and I, and I think they'll probably, you know, we're going to have our expectations lowered on them within the next three to four weeks. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, you know, 18th and third down conversion percentage, net zero in the turnover differential. They are well coached, um, and that's what's brought them to two and two so far in the season. Obviously, you know, got out to an early lead against the Colts and were able to hold on for dear life. Um 
their second half numbers are a little bit worrisome. They kind of are doing this thing where they'll 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 look great 30 minutes in and every team seems to find a way back to them. They got blown out by the Buffalo Bills, kind of like Jacksonville. I don't I don't think this is a good team, but right now you got to consider them a contender to win the division. Um the Colts they're going to be the last team I loop in here as in the not bad tier and you're sitting here what? They're 1 2 and 1. They've lost to the uh Texans They've lost, or sorry, they lost to the Jaguars. They lost to the Titans, and uh, they tied with the Houston Texans, the remaining winless team in football. But they're negative six in turnover differential, 13th in third down conversion percentage. Matt Ryan has nine fumbles this season. That's one of those things where I feel like if you can turn that around, things will start to get a little bit better for them. I Like I said, kind of looping in with the Titans and Jags. I don't think either of these te- any of these teams are good. One of them is going to make the playoffs and win the division. But for the Colts, if you're looking at like in some sort of positives, they're super banged up. Darius Leonard has played maybe a half of football so far this season. Um, They are missing Julian Blackman, one of their strongest uh, players in the secondary. Um, They let's see, Jonathan Taylor is a little bit banged up. They missed Michael Pittman for a game earlier this season. Like things have not been going well in Indianapolis, but they still were able to beat the Chiefs. They mustered a comeback twice this season now against the um, the Texans and the Titans. I still think they've got a shot to win this division here. And I think the numbers kind of tell you that if things come back to the margin, um, this is a much better football team than what we've seen. So I'm going to loop the Jags, the Titans and the Colts in the not bad tier. AFC West, man, the Broncos and the Raiders. I'm going to loop you both in, in the not bad tier Broncos two and two net zero turnover differential. They're 23rd and third down conversion percentage. So they're opening themselves up to a lot of second and longs, third and longs, not getting the job done there. The coaching is obviously the big thing and the play calling. We're just like, what the fuck is going on with this team? Um, And they did just get banged up. So it's unfortunate for them. They've got the Colts on Thursday night. We'll see how that game goes there. But the roster is good. The numbers are bad and they're still two and two. I think at the end of the day, they will still be one of those teams pushing for a final wild card spot, but I don't have them in a, this is a, a team, a force to be reckoned with in the AFC. And then the Raiders, one and three, kind of a similar situation where you go, the roster's talented. They were good last year. What the fuck is going on now? I think they got to figure out coaching and, and, you know, look, it's a little bit of an overhaul when you turn into a New England type franchise. You make a lot of changes. I mean, for a team that was winning before he got there, you're sitting at one and three now being like, well, why are we making all of these changes if it's not getting us the results that we wanted? But they're negative two in the turnover differential. They're 14th and third down conversion percentage. So none of the numbers are great. Uh, They did beat the Denver Broncos this past week for their first win of the season. First win for Josh McDaniels as a head coach for the Raiders. They're not bad. We know that they are not bad. The record isn't great right now, but the numbers see like maybe they can pull positive in the turnover differential, convert better on on third down. And who knows? I, I don't know if they're going to, to me, they're a step below the Broncos just because I think there's more talent on the Broncos roster, but they're in that same tier where neither of these teams are bad. They just are struggling to op- to come out of the gates. So in that middling tier, I've got Cleveland, I've got Cincinnati, I've got the Jags, the Titans, and the Colts, and I've got the Broncos and the Raiders. All right, so over to the NFC. I've got one team in the NFC North that is uh, in the not bad category. They're one in three, so obviously, you know, it's it's – they're last in the division and there's a team above them that I'm going to put in the bad tier, but the Detroit lions are one in three negative one in the turnover differential 19th and third down 
efficiency. So those numbers, they're not playing into their favor, but they're a talented offense. The defense is getting some players to start perform up to their expectations, most notably Jeff Akuda at corner, the number three overall pick a few years back. They are a good roster. The numbers just aren't there right now. They are missing some pieces, a little banged up at running back and wide receiver, you know, missing Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift. Uh, you still have Jamison Williams, who will return late, late in the season, if anything. Um, to me, they are in the not bad territory because I like their roster. The numbers aren't playing into their favor. And they've played some, played some tough teams to start the season. You know, I, if I'm going to put the Eagles in a good tier, if I'm going to put the Vikings in a good tier, and if I'm going to put... Um, Eh, the Seattle one was kind of an ugly loss, so I'm not going to put them in that tier. But they're a team that I think is is better than Chicago, despite being behind them in the standings, and a team that, you know, no, is not in the good category, but they're not bad. NFC East. <laughs> I, I guess I'm going to put the Cowboys and the Giants both in this. Both are 3-1. and one. Both are positive in the turnover differential, and, and some of the worst in football and third down uh, percentage. So Cowboys 30th and third down efficiency, 30.19%. Cow uh, Giants 27th, 32.08%. Um, neither have had the, the toughest schedules to start the year. You know, I know that the Cowboys have an impressive win over Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, who I put in the good tier. Um, but, you know, with Cooper Rush, they, they held on to a lead against Cincinnati that they had every chance to blow. Um, they took care of Washington. Everybody's taking care of Washington at this point. Um, so I, I'm going to give the Cowboys credit for a talented roster. I don't think they're the best coached, and I don't think that they've had the toughest schedule. But despite being awful on third down, um, a good defensive team, they're still sitting here at three and one. And then the Giants, same thing. Haven't really faced anybody. Good in the turnover differential. One of the worst passing attacks in football. You know, Daniel Jones isn't that guy. Uh, but they're really bad on third down as well, too. Still finding a ways to win. So I'll put them in the not bad tier. The NFC South. I have one team in the not bad tier. The Atlanta Falcons, two and two. Frisky on offense and not the worst I've ever seen on defense. Um, they're negative one in the turnover differential, 17th and third down efficiency. Quality wins against, you know, a team like the Browns there. They can't, they, you know, almost stormed all their way back against the Rams as well, too. Um, I believe that was week two of the NFL season. But they're a team that's frisky on offense. They got talented playmakers. Obviously, losing Cordell Patterson hurts, but Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Marcus Mariota looks pretty good. This is a well-run offense, and you know, one that you know they they got Tampa upcoming this week. It'll be a fun game to watch. I still think that you know they're not in that good tier, but they're not bad. You you watch them play, and you're like, this is a, this is an offense that is humming despite not having, I guess, a lot of talent. So, shout out to the Falcons. Um, they're in that not bad tier, and then the NFC West. I'm going to put the Cardinals in the not bad tier uh, plus four in the turnover differential. They're two and two on the season and they have one of the worst third down conversion percentages in all of football um, at 29th converting 31% of their third downs. So they're in the not bad tier here. Um, I think that they are a step behind, you know, the Rams and the 49ers here, but they're a frisky offense. The defense to me is, is abysmal, but if their offense is explosive and if Kyler can, you know, Kyler's one of the best athletes in, in the game of football right now. And, and that's not something shocking to say. Obviously people know that, but when you have a difference maker there, it can make up for a lot of holes on your team. So um, if he can continue to keep up his play, this is going to be an average team that can, you know, if a few things go right their way, they can make a push toward the playoffs. So in that middle tier, just to recap in the NFC, I have got the Detroit Lions, the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Arizona Cardinals. 
And now just because this podcast has been going a little bit longer, we are just going to rip through the bad teams. And this is the numbers are bad. The roster isn't good. Um, and they're not winning games. So AFC North Pittsburgh, one and three, they're plus one in turnover differential, 20th and third down percentage. Maybe the switch over to Kenny Pickett gets the offense humming a little bit. It seemed like the receivers were a little bit excited when they made the switch. Things could be on the horizon. Mike Tomlin is one of those guys, you know, never had a losing record. Um, so I don't want to say that they're, their season is over with at one and three, but I just don't like what I've seen so far. Nobody in the AFC East, uh, AFC South, Houston Texans, 0-3 and one positive in the turnover differential, 31st on third downs, one of the least talented rosters in football. Um, they are a bad team. No one in the AFC West. NFC North, the two and two Chicago Bears, almost three and one if they were able to beat the Giants on Sunday, zero in the turnover differential, 26th in third down conversion percentages. This is a team. No one's trying to tank in the NFL because jobs and money and all of that is at stake, but they're one of those teams that's, you know, you look at the roster and it's the most depleted in football. They are not a good football team. They are a bad football team. NFC East, the Washington Commanders, sixth and third down percentage, um, which is kind of funny at 43.86, but negative six in the turnover differential. Carson Wentz has been gross. They're sitting at one and three. Haven't had the toughest schedule either. Um, somehow beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. No idea how that happened, but um, one of the worst teams in football and the numbers say it, the roster says it, and they're not winning games. NFC South, I'm going to put two teams in here. The Carolina Panthers, I was trying to make them happen. Baker has looked terrible. They're one in three, uh, negative two in the turnover differential and the worst third down conversion percentage in all of football at 25.53%. That is abysmal. Panthers, Poorly coached. They, I like the roster, but if Baker's not going to be good and and the coaching is, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I can't believe I was trying to buy into a team that had Matt Rule as its head coach and, and Ben McAdoo as its offensive coordinator. So that is just disgusting there. Carolina is a bad football team. And just like that, the New Orleans Saints, also a bad football team. Worst turnover differential in football at negative seven. They're 24th in third down conversion percentages at 34.69. One in three on the season. Jameis, you know, banged up now, so we'll see when he can come back. But Dennis Allen, this is one of those things now where you go back to his previous stint as a head coach. You're like, maybe this guy isn't a good head coach. Uh, Saints look like a bad football team. And then the last team that I'll put in there, the two and two Seattle Seahawks. They are really overperforming on um, their expectations, but they're still a bad team. They're second and third down conversion percentages behind Buffalo at 55.32. They're net zero in the turnover differential, but I don't think they've faced, you know, the toughest opponents so far this year. They beat the Detroit Lions in a shootout and they got, you know, a lucky break in that week one emotional win over the Denver Broncos. This is still one of the worst rosters in football. They are playing above their skis at the moment. So I could have looped them into that middle tier, but I still think if we get a month or two down to the season, we're going to say this is one of the weaker teams in football. All right, that is going to wrap it up for today. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Quick Hits. Make sure to listen to Chasing 69 coming out Thursday, October 6th. We are going to be talking about the Jets' win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, expectations um, for the offense with Zach Wilson back under center, and previewing their upcoming game against the Miami Dolphins. So make sure to listen to that. We'll be back hopefully on Friday talking a little bit of Thursday Night Football and previewing the upcoming Week 5 slate. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Blake Andrew Pace. Make sure to like, subscribe, review the podcast. I appreciate your support as always, and we will talk to you later.